everyone, and welcome to another episode of 1923 Main Street. Home of the Disney Travel Podcast. With the latest Disney travel news, we are your hosts. I am Mike Bellabratic. And I'm Amelia Bellabratic. And today, Disney's announced some new news about annual pass holders. But is it good for all? And finally, some news about what is coming back to Ariel's old spot at Hollywood Studios. Yes, the old good-to-go days. Now, I want to talk about this annual pass holder announcement a bit. And, you know, in true sort of corporate style, Disney is positioning this as some great thing for annual pass holders. Good-to-go days. But are they really that great? And are they really equal treatment for all annual pass holders? Shocker, I say no and no. Well, they just seem to be basically what other guests are getting at random times instead of being able to book it. So it seems worse than being a guest with a book ticket. And we'll go in, let's go into the details, but I'll kick it off by saying the problem really here is that Disney is treating this as if all annual pass holders are Orlando locals. And a lot of them are, of course. Probably the majority of them are. But not all by a long shot. I wonder what that percentage looks like. Yeah. There are out-of-state and out-of-country annual pass holders, and uh, we get the shaft. Well, I also also imagine that most DVC members are annual pass holders, and I would guess a large percentage of DVC members are not Orlando locals because that doesn't make any sense. And all of these groups are moved to the back of the line, the absolute worst treatment of anyone. Which is shocking that they would do that to their DVC and annual pass holders. It's just interesting. So let's go into this good to go days stuff that (laughs) will be kicking off on January 11th. First, let's explain what it is. And then we'll talk a little bit more about why it's not great. So in 2024, Disney's going to allow all annual pass holders, but really local annual pass holders, periods of spontaneity. Oh my gosh, we can enter the parks like we did for 45 years without having to book a park pass. So they're calling these good to go days. So while it's better than nothing if you're an Orlando local, even as an Orlando local, it's still pretty shameful, really, right? Like, it's not that great. Yeah, I just... I wonder why they think this is going to help when everyone who has a hotel reservation is not booking a park pass. Yeah. So what is the point? Well, let's be clear. Anyone who has a hotel reservation who bought tickets. Yeah. Not. Well, yes. Right. So you can have this is part of the problem. You can have a hotel reservation as an annual pass holder. (laughs) You still have to book a park pass. That's a good point. This is my whole problem. So. On these good-to-go days, annual pass holders of all kinds can enter parks without a park pass. So, again, the way it was for 48 years or whatever, pre-COVID. And your blackout dates will still apply. It's whatever your pass allows, of course. But they'll be listed on the Disney World Reservation Calendar, Annual Pass Holder Calendar, and My Disney Experience. They'll all be there. And they're going to start dripping these days out on January 11th. And then they're sort of going to randomly add them throughout the year. So... If you are a non-local annual pass holder, you can't even plan around that anyway, right? Because who knows how how early you're going to know. I mean, my biggest thing is just confusion logistically. Like, it doesn't make any sense for them to be this restrictive with annual pass holders when the majority of their guests, at least those staying in hotels, are not booking park passes. So if you don't know where all of these people are going, why do you need to know where this small percentage of people are going. It just doesn't make sense. You know, I was trying to think of a way to equate this to anything, and this is what I came up with. 
Imagine for a minute if airlines treated frequent flyers the way Disney treats its frequent guests, its annual pass holders. Frequent flyers on airlines get the best treatment. They get upgrades. They get bag check benefits and all sorts of benefits. Annual pass holders get treated the absolute worst of any guest. So if you are a family booking one Disney trip in your life or one every 10 years, you get the best treatment. You don't have to book park passes. You don't have to worry about anything. You can just go on your trip. Disney's best customers, the annual pass holders, and especially the out-of-state, out-of-country pass holders who are spending thousands of dollars on hotel rooms, thousands of dollars on food over the course of their trips each year, you get treated the worst. You're at the back of the line. So Disney is flipping what would normally be good treatment for your preferred guests. I just think at the very least, if you have a hotel reservation, you shouldn't need to book Park Pass. Absolutely. I understand if you're a local and they can come at any time, whatever, maybe you need to know how many of them are coming. That makes sense. But hotel reservations should be, if you have a hotel reservation, you book, not just if you have a hotel reservation and this type of ticket, you can book. Yeah, so who do good to go days benefit? They benefit the locals, but still not that great. I don't, you know, they're it, a fine it, it, idea. It's like throwing a bone here. When we say you can enter the park, whether or not that's a good day for you, and it's probably not going to be because it's going to be the lowest. They're not going to. They're going to pick their lowest worst uh, attendance days, obviously, and say, "Okay, all of our best guests, you can come in now." It's just horrible, really. <laughs> Get angry talking it's about it. It's fine right? theoretically. Maybe they should do that for the Sunshine Pass, like the Florida Pass. I just, I don't think it makes sense when a lot of their annual pass holders are staying at hotels. I think Disney needs to work on differentiating between local annual pass holders and like DVC slash hotel guest annual pass holders because it's a different ballgame entirely. Or not even that. They should different because you could be local. But if you're local and you're going to stay on site at a hotel... Sure, then you don't you should not have to book park yeah. passes. So any annual pass holder who has a Disney hotel reservation should not have to book park passes at the very least that time to be equated with the once in a lifetime travelers who right now get the best treatment and annual pass holders of all stripes get the worst treatment. I just think it should be based on hotel stays would make the most sense exactly with what they're trying to do. I think Personally, I think they've just forgotten about this bracket of annual pass holders. And I would just love it if they could remember it for a little bit. Just like yeah, five minutes. Because if the airlines changes. treated frequent flyers this way, it would be an outrage. They would just never do it because they reward their frequent travelers. Um, anyway, so that's our take on that. Still not good enough, Disney. You've got to at least give hotel reservation guests who have annual passes a break from this silly park pass. I think, or I hope, they're slowly trying to remove it. It's just really interesting to me that they've removed it for annual pass holders last. Exactly. Just, just and on a related note now, Park Hopper's getting back to normal now. We now know on January 9th. But again, we're still going to have to book a park pass. So it's uh, everything. It's just like Disney sticking you with pins if you're an annual pass holder, right? You just can't have an enjoyable vacation. And we know Disney hates when their guests use the little loopholes in their rules. But technically, if you remove a lot of the park hopper regulations, you could just book any park that's available, go there first thing, and then immediately park hop. Yeah, but it's still a pain, right? It's a pain. Well, it's a pain. But I'm just saying if you're trying to get into the Magic Kingdom and Disney's like, Aunt, sorry, it's full. 
but you can park hop. You can just park hop there. So their rules make no sense. Yeah. So the two o'clock reservation deadline will be gone and you, you can park hop without requiring any need to do that, except for Magic Kingdom on Saturday and Sunday, if you're an annual pass holder. So all these, just so many rules applying to annual pass holders. So the winners in all this, those people who go once, you know, or once every few years, I anyone who buys date-based tickets, you win. I think Disney just needs to work on their logistics just a slight bit. Would be fantastic if they could. Yeah, so in a nutshell, they're rewarding their infrequent travelers and they're penalizing their frequent travelers. They're rewarding those they think will spend the most money while neglecting to realize that those who are DVC and staying in hotels are probably not exactly shying away from spending the money that they want. Yeah, so that's our take on that. Let us know if you agree or not. We're going to do a little poll for annual pass holders, see how much this, if it bothers you as much as it bothers us. All right. On related news, again, Disney dining plans are returning. We're not a big fan of these, but if uh, they're maybe if they, the if first they time traveler you, would be, yeah, they are convenient. So for sure, if you're yeah, if you're the infrequent traveler, there's a convenience factor to the dining plan. But beyond that, it may or may not be good value for you, depending on how much you and your family eat. And if you're me. It would be fantastic value. Yeah, so dining reservations are open for booking for guests staying at Disney Resort Hotels who purchase a vacation package with the Disney Dining Plan for arrivals in January through early February right now. So you can book up to 60 days in advance as a hotel resort, as a Disney hotel resort guest, and you can book it for 10 days. So you can do sort of the entire length of your stay. You don't have to crawl each day to book the next hotel, which is good. Again, do the math as best you can to see if it's worth for you. But if you're, you know, there's so much as we're talking about to booking Disney vacations now since COVID. It's a little bit crazy with all this stuff. So if you are a first time trip planner, it might be worth it just for convenience. Yeah, I think the time it's a little bit tricky to wrap your head around at first. But once you're there, convenience factor is definitely a plus. Now let's end. I've done all my crankiness. I've got that out of my system. Let's end with some good news for a change that we're I'm happy so about. I'm so excited this is coming back. Well, sort of. So Princess Ariel is finally returning to Hollywood Studios with what they have called an all-new show. So I personally have been wondering for years whether or not Voyage of the Little Mermaid is coming back as it disappeared and it was a personal favorite of mine. So now we know that The Little Mermaid, a musical adventure, is going to be making its debut in the fall of 2024. Now, Disney says that this show is inspired by their animation classic from 1989, and we have very few details so far, but they have released one image with a beautiful Ariel and Eric in a boat and a pretty nice surrounding theater. There will, of course, be a musical version, which will have Part of Your World, Poor Unfortunate Souls, and Kiss the Girl. Yeah, so this is great news, and I'm really curious to see what they do with it. We don't even know, for example, if it's still going to be a live actress. I really loved, even for how old the attraction was, the change from the live aerial from fins to legs looked pretty cool. I always liked that. It was pretty good for what was probably developed early 2010s or before that. Yeah, exactly. So I think it stood the test of time well. So I'm curious to see, I hope they don't overdo it with technology and sort of actually take away from that sort of personal nature. I hope Ariel is still a real person, for example. I'm sure they'll use projections to help switch oh, yeah. her from mermaid <laughs> to, to human. We'll see. I mean, the, in the old one, theater construction is ongoing right now. So it's not just the same, same theater. And what they used to do is 
if you recall, it sort of made you look like you were underwater, like in the theater. They had bubbles up around you if you looked up. I think they can do that better. So maybe if they actually build the theater to give you more of like, oh, we're underwater with Ariel type mm. of feeling. We'll see what they do. But all in all, yeah, it's the classic original Ariel. Mm. I like that they're doing that. And we'll see exactly how it shapes up. I'm excited to see what they come up with because... The way that they design the theater or the way that I think I'm thinking they'll design it is actually very prone to those lights that they love to use on like the castles and everything now. So I think they'll have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you could make it look underwatery. This with is the a scenario where it'll look good. So I'm on board, Disney. Do your projections, whatever you want with the show. I have faith it'll be great. There's also a rock and roller coaster closure coming up again for a while. Uh, will this be the change of theming? Nobody knows. We always wonder about this. At some point, Aerosmith, much as I love the band, is going to have to go away. But uh, just that's a side note. No official real news about that. It's just that we keep wondering about the retheming of that attraction since it has been out of contract with Aerosmith for years now. Yes. Well, I, I'm personally wondering what they're going to do because there's not very many popular rock bands anymore. Yeah, you, we talked about in an episode a while back. Whether they switch it to a Zootopia race you, type of thing. Why do you loop on to Zootopia like that? Because it's Hollywood Studios. It's a ride in their train in Zootopia. That, I just oh, keep thinking. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of some more recent movie that has some sort of speeding coaster adaptation. Well, actually, International Disney does love their Zootopia, so yeah. you might not be far off. It might be a little way to bring it in there. All right, so there you have it this week. That is all the news as we head into the new year. We are not happy about this annual festival situation. Oh, I keep harping get, on it. But we are super it. happy about the aerial situation. At least they, they're reopening I'm it. sure they'll fix annual pass holder. It'll just take them a hot minute. So we need all annual pass holders to get up in arms. And Disney does occasionally listen when people complain. I mean, that's where, that's where the changes to I just Genie think, Plus are coming from. I just think Disney doesn't realize the complaint, like the issue this is going to cause. I think they've just completely forgotten about that bracket. We will find out as 2024 progresses. That's yes. the news for this week. Listen, have a happy new year, everyone that's coming up. We'll see you again next week in 2024. And have a magical day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.